It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Turn with me again, please, if you would, to Psalm chapter 78. We're going to read our text again, and we'll pick right back up where we left off. We're dealing this week with the subject, Pass the Baton, or Pass the Truth. It's got to be handed down to the next generation. Let's go ahead and read our text. Psalm 78, and verse 1 says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He hath done. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Now we've dealt with several different things this week. We talked about Asaph and how he had a burden to see the next generation go on and how that he was challenging his present generation to be passing on those truths, to be teaching those truths to their children so that it can be continued to be passed on. And we, we really were just saying we need people in our day, to have that same concern to be passing on the truth. We talked about how that we need to be getting the truth to them and passing that on at a very young age. We need to be training them while they're young, getting them away from the worldly things and and giving them a good, solid Bible education so that they can make a difference for God. And yesterday we began to look, well, what is it that, that the psalmist is so concerned that, with that we begin to pass on? And as we said, obviously the Word of God is prominent in that. And obviously we need to be passing on to them how to pray and, and, and just a relationship with God. But what, what I really saw as the common denominator in everything was one simple phrase. And it was this, it is all about Him. If you begin to go through the chapter, and I some of this is alliterated, some of it is not, but this is all the little things, just in a verse here or there or, or whatever, that I begin to see different things that he's talking about and see the whole chapter that he is writing, this whole entire history that he is giving them. It's all about God and exalting God and honoring God and showing the people's disobedience to a God that was worthy of everything and yet somehow they just kept on treating him like trash. See, as you begin to go through, you see his praise, his power, his works, his words, 
His provision when they in their necessity, in impossibility, and just His superior provision for them. You see Him giving them manna that was angels' food, and He's giving it to them. We see His satisfaction. We could say we see His peace that He gives. We see His compassion towards His people. We see His understanding of His people. We see His patience towards His people. We see the mercy that He gives to His people. We see the protection that He would give them from those enemy nations. We see the pardon that he gives them. We see his punishment on their enemies. We see the pestilence he would send when they would disobey and and towards the enemies to get them out of the way. We see things about the person of God. Just different character qualities and character traits all throughout this text interwoven in it. We see the purchase of God, a place that he had purchased for his people to have a victorious life. A people, we know that we have been bought by God, by his blood. We see his presence and he deals some with that, how that they had the presence of God at a time and that then they lost it. We see he talks about God's people. We see specifically David. We see him talking about his place, the tabernacle. You see, all these things are interwoven in these 72 verses. And you know what the really the, the underlying theme is? The, the truth that he is trying to get across to them, what he is showing them by example, not just by his words. It is this, that it is all about him. And that is what we need to be passing on to the next generation. You see, it's not about how much money you can make. It's not about the education that you get. It's not uh, about how prosperous you are, how physically successful you are. The truth of the matter comes that... Uh, Everything here in life, it all comes down to this, that it is all about Him. It is about nothing else. Really, the biggest questions that must be answered in your life, the only one that really has any weight and value, that, uh, that is of any importance, is what have you done with Jesus Christ, and what have you done for Jesus Christ? Listen, my friend, life is all about Christ. And as a Christian, that's what your life should be about. See, the next generation coming on the scene needs to understand that, that life is all about Him. It's not all about the job. It's not all about sports. It's not all about money. It's not all about this or that or anything else. It's not all about family. It is all about God. We have been created for His pleasure. So we see Asaph, he's concerned with them understanding that it is all about him. In a way, it's, it's as he says all these things. I mean, as we, we've been through the entire chapter in, in a nutshell, really. It's as if he's saying this, hey, let me tell you about my God. He's worthy of praise. Hey, let, let me tell you about the strength of my God. He's able. No matter what, He's able. Hey, let me show you the works of God. He's always working. Hey, look at the awesome, wonderful works that God can do. His power is not changed. You see, life is all about us and God. We were created 
to have a relationship with God. You see, we look at this passage and we see, you know, the, the spiritual aspect of that so much clearer, more clearer than they did. You see, in their shoes, if we had been there, all they saw was the physical. We need food. There's no way we can get food. We're in the middle of a desert. We need water. We can't get that. Can God actually provide water out here in the middle of a desert? They're looking at the physical. How in the world? We're looking at the spiritual saying, look, God was able. God could do it. You see, what sticks out to us is obvious in this text. To them was the unseen. You see, our focus here needs to be behind the scenes, not just on what we can see. And our children need to see that. We need to be teaching them that. But it's not just what we teach them that's important. It is how we teach them. And this is really where the rubber meets the road. This is really where the majority of the thought is. You see, the next generation, we can try to pass down the truth to them by word of mouth as much as we want. There may be a few here and there that catch on. But the greater majority, to the greater majority, that will not be enough to actually show them, to actually teach them. You see, most people seem to be visual learners. These kind of things that he's wanting to be passed on to the next generation, the praises of God, the strength of God, the works of God, those are not intellectual things. Those are things that must be experienced. Those are things that must be demonstrated. Those are things that must be seen for the greater majority to understand. For the greater majority to realize that my God is able. You see, the next generation doesn't need somebody else just telling them what to be doing. The generation's coming on the scene need somebody showing them what to be doing. You see, we can say as much as we want that it's all about Jesus Christ, but until your life becomes all about Christ, in every action, every word, every thought, every single thing, every single aspect of life, until that happens... They're not going to believe you. You can say this life, it's all about Him, but until you're willing to actually put it to practice and show them, look, I know it's all about Him because that is all my life is about and He has taken care of me. He has supplied everything. He is the one that my entire hope is set in. They'll never understand until somebody shows them. Without the walk, the talk is nothing. You see, the next generation is not listening for what you're saying. 
They're not listening to what you're saying. Half the time because of what you're doing. If we want to pass on truth to the next generation, if we want to see the next generation become spiritually successful, if we want to see the next generation understand that their only hope is in God, then we're going to have to make our lives all about God. We've got to get away from religiosity and dead theology and move to reality. Something called practical Christianity. Let's begin applying the Bible. Let's make our lives all about Christ. You see, the young people looking at you, these generations coming on, they know what you're all about. You can tell them till you're blue in the face, I'm all about Christ. They'll know if it's true or not. Listen, people know, your coworkers know what you are all about. Whether it be sports, deer hunting, work, family, money, pleasure, fill in the blanks with whatever you want to fill in. People know what you're all about. You want to teach? You want to show the next generation that it is all about God? You want to see revival happen in the next generation? Then why don't you become a living example to them? Because they will not learn without that example. Somebody's got to show them. It's not just like, look, your hope's all in God, but you're going to have to figure it out yourself. It's like, look, your only hope is in God. I, I, you know how I know that? Because there was this time where I had this need, and God met it in this way, and it was total impossibility, but God did it. There was this other time, I needed this, and God did this. It was a total impossibility, but God did it. I saw His strength. He's worthy of praise. It was all Him. I watched Him just doing the work behind the scenes. Oh, I had this situation. Man, I'm telling you, what work needed to be done. But I was just trusting in God, and God did it. Look, I was trying to... We, we, we were on this mission field. We had people to reach, and... and there was no way we could do it. Look what God's done. Look at the works of God. You see, when a person can point to it with experience and say, look, I set my hope in God and He did not fail me, that is when the next generation will see and understand that Christ is our only hope. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.